2024, the SC Weekly Wrap is back. Bigger and better this year. Pretty much season three, but we go by episodes. Episode 89, 11 away from the big one, raise the bat. Back with Shed again. You've been instrumental in 2023. Keen to see what you've got this year, mate. How you been? That's interesting. You obviously haven't looked at any stats because I wasn't here for seven months, but uh, I'm glad that I could make an impact for the last three months. So it just shows the clientele that we're working with here at SC. I was, I was but... about to say, it just goes to show that uh, even though you had a lot of annual leave, that you put in a lot of hours. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's, it's great to be contractually obliged to be here. We have had people come, go on the podcast. Some go for even longer than what you've been going for. And this week we have... Bronson Juca is back, the founding father, the OG. How are you, mate? Doing pretty well, thanks. Good to be back. Glad to be here. Clay Thompson. We, had, we did a little bit of a promo over the socials for it. I'm sure everyone was raving about it. I'm sure it was trending on Twitter and everything. There's been some rumours about my return. People have been whispering and, uh, hey, they were right. I'm back. Uh, did he make the list? Did he not? <laughs> we're not <laughs> too sure. Depends which list we're talking about once again. It's great yeah. to have you on Zoom. Definitely not in the location that <laughs> yeah. think he may be in. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. He's wanted right now. That's why it's called <laughs> it's uh that's why it's called Sports Confidential and uh he's very confidential at the moment the way that he's going about things. So <laughs> no, it is good to have you back. Did you get to listen to any episodes? I don't want to put you under the spot too much. Uh, I'll tune in here and there, obviously just working around the schedule, but wherever I could, obviously picking up on all the new shows and whatnot from the spot, lottery, et cetera, listening to all the boys who still tune in, Shed, Cody, and all the ones. Tuning in here and there just to make sure that the boys are uh, following on the footsteps from the founding fathers. Now, <laughs> I did have a, an anonymous tip come through just before the new year and uh, – through a listener and he wanted to give a ranking for the people that are on the podcast so we might as well cut the shit and get straight into it boys and shed you took the number one mantle for 2023 a few people come in with that one so looking weird considering the fact that i edit the podcast and uh, do everything else with the lift up but no congratulations mate i come in at second no real surprises <laughs> there how so that many people one, were actually voting in this? Was this a poll or this was just someone? Uh, how many was... people last names were Brophy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they still, and still voted, another one voted for him. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, it was a, an anonymous tip and an anonymous list, if you will. And that might be the episode title this year, buddy That's Brophy's right. list. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> no, it's very good. I had. A lot of feedback from people at the end of the season, basically telling us that Corey doesn't need to come back on. He's gone. He's shipped <laughs> off. But now all of it was very positive and good feedback in terms of where they want the podcast to go. We put a couple of questions up. Um, we heard a lot of Bolivian badminton come in. I had two different people say that to me, and that's no word of a lie for sport coming up this year. So I don't know if there's something going on in Bolivia that we we're not aware of, but, uh, yeah, people were very keen on that one. Oh, Believe it or not, it's fucking, it's really hot over there. I might just need to be the next place I go to just to keep away from the feds over here. <laughs> yeah. He may or may not be there now. So I will do a little bit of an intro before that, but Bronson, we've been on a bit of a marathon over the last eight days. I want to give a little bit of an insight as to why you are back. Obviously, because you love the pod, but there's another reason behind it. Pretty much just, yeah, I really wanted to get back down here just to uh, make Sports Confidential great again. <laughs> yeah. Nah, just um, finished up all my work uh, in Cairns and whatnot. Been living up there for nearly two years now and just thought it was back to- about time to uh, head back down to, as Shed called it, the land of the free. So we decided to embark on a uh, 3,000 plus kilometer journey down the coast, driving, taking about eight days, stopping along the way, taking in the sights, having a good time. Yeah, I'm already, I'm already sick of you. So. <laughs> Let's move on. No, it was a good I was trip. Say, I, was, um, I was actually surprised you invited me on this pod, Timmy, as we only just got back yesterday. I was like, surely this guy needs some more of a break from me. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely need a break from him. Well, for the listeners out there that haven't heard you, we had a big spike in listeners and would have been shed coming back from overseas. And probably now that you're back on, uh, insight for the teams that you go for, what you're looking forward to for 2024 for both of you. Insights for my teams that I'm – Yep. so obviously you've ripped me about 100 times for all the teams I follow, so everyone knows that I go for Manchester United and the Lakers. Manchester wow. United, we don't even really need to speak too much about that. All I'm hoping for is a bit of heart back in the team. That's just what we're looking for. Do you have an part. NBA team? Do I have an NBA team? Let me guess. Oh, no, sorry, you just said it. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> my bad. NFL team? Patriots? Uh, I Yeah, I'd still say the Patriots. <laughs> 
not. Hey, it's unbelievable. And Do you go for the Dodgers in baseball as well? No. <laughs> no Yankees. <laughs> and and he goes for Collingwood in the AFL. Oh, well, that's that's the main We did bring up that everyone. Cody's teams were pretty volatile. They're yeah. like he's up against it, the most hated franchises. He always goes for them all. But I reckon that, that may beat it, I reckon. Uh, I don't know. When we actually cut down to it and we talk about Brove's teams, well, I'm just saying that like yours are very like yeah, oh, high-profile teams, yeah, a lot yeah. of hate Absolutely. towards your franchises. Does that mean I'm going to stop going for them? Absolutely not. Yeah, nice. which we love, <laughs> which we love from there. But we will be opening up the SC Touchline in weeks to come. So if you've got a worse list of bandwagon teams that you go for than that, <laughs> we'll open up the Touchline as we like to touch on on this show and we'll go in from there. But I don't think anyone can. Or dob in a mate. Yeah, or Dobby to mate who could be worse than that. And it could be the opposite way as well. You don't necessarily need to have like the big franchise teams, but like I go for the Pistons. I can't fucking talk at the moment the way that we're going. So that, yeah, but you chose them in 2004 when they just, won an NBA just to t- why, why is that? Uh, I, I love these stories of like why teams go for no, someone. Listen to this. Every time he talks about my teams, he will drill me, bag me out, and make it seem like I'm the biggest bandwagoner. And then every time he talks about his teams, it's the most heartfelt like story. Go on, get the small violin out. Why do you go from? So I grew up in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> no, it no. was a cool autumn day. To be honest, mine's not as flashy as what you'd like to hear, but it's the old play 2K when you're younger. And I don't even know if my older brother remembers this, but we used to play it and he plays the Lakers, so another cop out like Bronson. And uh, basically I was like, I'll go for another team that's around about the ballpark. And the Detroit Pistons at the time are really good. That's Malice at the Palace type error. So... That's why I picked them, and they've been shit house ever since. No, but that's, that's fair. That's sort of in Australia and things like that. You have to sort of pick something like that for, to go for a team. So yeah, and yeah, I, I had poor people TV, so it wasn't if I was watching a what Star back in the day for whatever that was. So yeah, two K was your only real YouTube wasn't even around then, was it? So I like obscure ones. Like I know a guy that just followed Brendan Jennings. So he likes he did like the Pistons, the and then he package. went to like the Bucks. And then he went to the Bucks, yeah. So he just wherever Brendan Jennings played, he's just like, yes, I just love Brendan Jennings. So, and now he's retired. I think he's just stuck with the Pistons because like he played there for a good while. So, yeah. Uh, Sending your obscure stories to uh, the touchline. Yeah, I don't mind that. Into the touchline, but let's get into the five big points going into this week for the weekly wrap. Starting off 2024 NBA news, we're going to do an all-star debate. Obviously, the fan voting has been prolific in our voting for the Fraud Awards over the years. Have they changed it? No, but let's deep dive into that when it gets up. The NFL playoffs, we're going to do a playoff bracket discussion. Obviously, Cody isn't here today, but Shed wearing his Green Bay Packers hat. Bronson, obviously, talking about Tom Brady for the next half an hour. And me with the Bengals not making it. We'll come up with a few things along the way and enjoy it from there. The test cricket at the moment, Davey Warner hung up the Bat, would well, you say? How if he, do, how if do he found his hat, he can hang it up after the Qantas baggage handlers might have nicked it. But yes, yes. We'll have to deep dive into that story. Who knows? Could be another list there again for that. <laughs> uh, with with the, like the baggy greens and everything, so you get given you one. Do you think that they have like a sort of protocol of how they need to look after their own hat and anything like that? I know it sounds weird, but like, do you think this is another like high level thing that they need to take care of? part of their uniform and, like, the respect for the team. Should be the only. You get given it. Everything everything else is not yours. You just get given it. So, so it's, like, the get, only thing you got to bring. You're, it's the only hat that you get. Is that correct? Yeah, you only get one unless they refelt it for you. Yeah, or, yeah which is just a refurbishment of the hat, basically. For, for what it is. So, really, that's on him, and that's probably why he's had to retire because he lost his hat. Uh, <laughs> They've just gone. Yeah. Should be wearing not it in again. the shower. Maybe you said, if, he, if this bloke fucking hits this for six, I'll eat my hat. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> uh, classic stitch up playing card games, which we love. The CEO, which is me, of course, Goat, will bring up another special <laughs> oh, segment later on. Back to, oh. Later on into the show, we're going to do a little bit of an AFL breakdown. It is less than two months away, which is bloody exciting. And it's also, it comes around quicker with the, the new opening round starting off the season, which people, a lot of backlash around that. And fair enough, too. Which round do, zero. Round zero. Uh, not a fan of it. Yeah. Not a fan of it. We'll deep dive into that later on. We're going to go to our break now, though, after the start of the episode. And like I said, we'll get into the All-Stars. Okay, let's go. Let's <laughs> go. 
Alrighty, welcome back to SC. We have the 2024 just seems to be the year of the list. Who's on what list? Who's been flying to what island? We don't know. Why is Bronson even here? Why is he hiding from the police? These things are all things that we are yet to find out. But things we're yet to find out but taking shape is the all-star voting. The uh, fans have just laid their first set of votes. I believe that has a few more weeks for your voting if you are into that sort of thing. Um Three front court players and two guards from the East and West because it's returned back to the original format this year, I believe. Is that right, Jack? It is. I believe that in terms of who is actually going to be a top five player at the end of the year, it doesn't matter about positions. But for now, for the All-Star, you are correct, Shed, for once in your life. There we go. So, and I think I've, I've, I've noticed a little bit of tweaking as well. It's teams that can only promote and they are promoting their All-Star caliber players. So we don't get your Zaza Pachulia's per se, that are getting all the all-star votes. And it seems to have worked out because I'll swing it over to Bronson. He's going to take us through the West leading vote getters. I can't wait for Bronson's bunker too. So because he is in a bunker, <laughs> we will be getting uh, – He's going to. we'll have Braille on Spotify for those that need to listen through Braille That's and right. also smoke signal. So there's going to be a lot of editing to cut out like the amount of time it actually takes to reach me and like, get through <laughs> yeah. the internet. Like yes. and subscribe and you get the pin drop. <laughs> Tyrese Halliburton, stop, send. <laughs> Darren Fox, stop, send. This isn't actually my voice. This is all AI generated. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're going to start with the front court. So leading the front court. Look, to some people might be a surprise. To others, none at all. Fan favorite. We love him. Number one, LeBron James with over 2 million votes. Honestly, mm. 39 years old. We've all heard it. We all know it. But monster, monster jam over Paul George the other day that had the internet blowing up, which... Honestly, LeBron could just do a 360-12 on the center of the court and be all over Bleacher Report, but here we are, number one fan votes. So He's going to be there till he retires, let's be honest. Yeah, it's well, like when Lakers, Kobe yeah. was finishing up, very, very similar. And to be fair, though, he is actually an all-star. Yeah, his season. level of play oh, yeah. is consistent. So Yeah, absolutely. Um, number two for the front court, Kevin Durant. So being absolutely leading the charge over at the Phoenix Suns, had a very hard start to this season with a lot of injuries sort of not having much support around him. If he's on your fantasy team, you're a big fan. Always (laughs) getting that big alert notification from KD dropping 30-plus points. Might have to trade for him after the Jamarant might have just been out for you. Yes, interesting. Damn it. It was breaking news. I'd love to go live on IG for when you found out Jamarant was out for your fantasy. So for those that don't know, only coming out a couple of hours ago, Jamarant is out for the rest of the season. Not gun-related uh, <laughs> for what we know at this stage. Might have actually, was it a shoulder? Uh, labrum surgery, I think they said. Season-ending surgery. Yeah, he might have, or the recoil, it just <laughs> <laughs> hurts even more because I've been absolutely pumping him up, just lipping off ridiculous amounts in it the fantasy. It was so group. great when Big Fundamental Shed's team was taken on me and the hype around Jamarant was so big, the group chat heard all about it. Just for him to fall short. How did that feel? How, did that sting a little? Losing to a auto-generated team? That's like right. Mine? Don't worry, man. We're you, all you know this guy's AI when it's auto-generated <laughs> his team as well, which is good to see. Let's roll through him. All right. Number three, no surprise whatsoever, Nikola Jokic with over 1.6 million fan votes. Kind of in a position now where he doesn't need to dominate with Jam- Jamal Murray. Uh, back to full fitness, obviously the rest of the team. They've got a lot of depth shed we've spoke about as well. You'll go and watch the Nuggets and you'll sit there and go, who the hell is that guy? And uh, they end up getting 15 points for the game. So mm. Nuggets steering the ship, Jokic doing well. Those three will be your front court starters for the West, guaranteed. They are, he's, what, 7,000, 700,000 votes ahead already. Yeah. So finish off the rest of that list for the front court for us. All right, front court. So leading through quickly, number four, we have Anthony Davis. Emmanuel, quickly. Where are we? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, continue. Anthony Davis. Been doing pretty well at the Lakers this year. It's going good. Hopefully he just steers clear of injury. Next, we have Kawhi Leonard, which is good to see this man getting back and hitting his straps. It's been a tough couple of years, injury, getting back into it slowly, but... Clippers really starting to pick up and showed that, you know, that's a that's a pretty high caliber team that they've got. They're on a really good stretch at the moment. And of the 15 games that they've played recently, they've only lost two. Kawhi mm. Leonard didn't play in those two games. So yeah, right. huge. All right. Next is Paul George, another Clippers man. Paul George 
superstar. Can't trust him. Two first names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can play, but there, there has been that issue with obviously game time management last year, uh, pulling out the last minute with Harden there now, Westbrook, every other fucking Hall of Famer from the last 15 years at the Clippers. They're, just, they're, they're my favourites to win it. If that was like this team back in what, like 2016, 2018, everyone would have lost their minds when they got put together. So yeah, it wouldn't even be possible. Okay, number seven, Corker's man, Shangun from the Houston Rockets. This is when the real voters start to come in here. This is where you find out yeah, who actually the deserves to be. People who are picking the, the, the players, not the, the fandom. I think it's also an issue with the all-star voting. We said we were only going to be quick on this segment, but we all have our NBA. Is also population for the team size. So Houston, you yeah. look at the Lakers, the Clippers, always going to be big up there. Is it an issue? Maybe. I don't know. Should they do it per capita? It's up know, to maybe, Joe Biden, not me. Yeah, there's, there's eventually going to have to be like a, um, instead of it being like a fan vote sort of team put together, they have a different criteria where we actually see yeah. the best of the best. It always works out in the end, I think. Yeah. They always, rig, fair, they the, always rig it. Yeah. The, the names we've read out so far, like you can't really argue too much with that. Uh, number eight, Victor Wembanyama. Thoughts? Mm. Unders. Should Over. be up there. Uh, what? Are you kidding me? Not an all-star in my opinion. Sorry to say. I think he'll make it. Oh, I think he'll make it. I don't have a doubt with that. I think he's fair enough maybe if he's literally the last bloke on the list to suit it, and that's me being brutally honest. I don't think that he's an all-star at this stage of the season. The team's going shit house. Um, and, yes, he's put in some really good performances, and potentially he's going to be rookie of the year between him and Chet, let's be honest. But for me, he's not an all-star at this point in the season. When you've already got Jokic, Shangun's been better. I just don't see it. It's hard to squeeze them all in, that's for sure. Correct. Finish well, him off. Speaking of Chet Holmgren, he comes in at number nine. Who, who is your rookie of the year then? We're, <laughs> at, we're up to that point. Wemby, Chet. <laughs> or, or do God. we get to this after the list? No. It's Victor <laughs> by a mile. Is it? It is. is it though? It is. Oh, my God. A lot more he literally leads Chet. him in every single stat. But to be fair, Chet's got into a better side and they're sitting very well in the West at the moment. Can be a contributing factor, but he's really helped that team go to the next level and has probably been that missing piece that OKC's needed. Well, you look at a lot of how they do the voting, if it's MVP or Rookie of the Year, whatever, wins does come into play. Yeah, it does, especially for MVP. And Shed is looking disgusting. Imagine <laughs> the Spurs if we didn't have Victor. Yeah. You'd be, oh, my God. You'd be worse than the Pistons. That's exactly sure. right. He's literally, you watch a Spurs game, the only time we look half decent is when he's on the court. He literally yeah. is the best player on one of the 32 NBA teams. And Chet Holmgren's going to be second to the potential MVP. Yeah. If you added Shea Gildas Alexander into the Spurs side. Yeah, it's a different story, isn't it? I think we'd be making the playoffs. Yes, well, yeah, of course you would. Don't mind it. Of course you would. Hot takes, which we love. Rattle at them off. Number 10, Carl Anthony Towns. Big cut. Ticking along. He's not going to make it, though, I don't think. No. All right, now let's just quick fire the guards. Here we go. Number one, Luka Doncic. No surprise. Number two, Stephen Curry. Yeah, he's had a good year. He's had a good year. That's fan votes. Yeah. Chinese fan votes. Yeah. (laughs) Philippines. Wherever Bronson is. (laughs) You'll never know. (laughs) <laughs> Number three, SGA. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Deserves it. He's going to make it. Should be second. I think he should be starting. Him and Lucas should be starting. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Number four, James Harden. Yeah, that's just LA fan voting. Yeah, that's... that's and he's massive voting. in China from his time at the Houston Rockets. They had a big Chinese following. With Yao Min. Yep. So I think... To be fair, though, he's starting to hit his straps again. He started 0-6 at the Clippers, and then, as I mentioned earlier... Clippers are coming good now, and he's been a pivotal, obviously, starting at the point guard. Westbrook off the bench. I think he's going to really start to churn some numbers out towards the second half of the season. Yes, doesn't equate for your votes now, but come towards the end of the season, he's going to be really dangerous. Here comes the genuine fan voting one. All right, number five, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I'm a fan. What? I'll always be a fan of Kyrie. Yeah, yeah but, but all-star uh, voting. He hasn't played many and, games. He's played like what ten games? Yeah, but put the same put the same logic to Harden. Like Harden's played way more. Minutes. Yeah, but still, like back he before actually he actually plays. <laughs> yeah, he plays now. It's, yeah, so it goes. But, off. But I don't think they both they both shouldn't be in there. 
They, Anthony Edwards Harden, should be definitely ahead of them. Agreed. So Harden shouldn't be in there, but Kyrie definitely, in my opinion, shouldn't be in there because he hasn't played enough minutes. Yes, when he has been on, the Mavs are going well. Again, record comes into it. But that's solely down to Luka Doncic, I think, no, for what he's no. established. Him and Luka have been combining for huge points together every game. Like, obviously, we know Luka takes, like, the big numbers. But Kyrie is still putting up, like, plenty to make them combine to be a dangerous duo. Final say? No. Big nor. Because if you have a look, we haven't finished off this list, the top 10 guards. But you'll notice that Devin Booker isn't on there. Would you say that Devin Booker's having a better year than Kyrie Irving? He's been, he's been injured. Devin so Booker. So is Kyrie, though. Yeah, Devin Booker's played like the last month. Yeah, straight. But before that, he was out for a fair while. <laughs> you two churn it out. I'll get the stats up. Continue on. All right. Then number six, Anthony Edwards. Who very should disturbing. definitely yeah. be on there. Yeah, that's fair. He has been having a, a very good year. Um, Well, season. Ja Morant, number seven. See, I don't think Ja Morant deserves, deserves no, to be on there. that's whatsoever. a fan vote. Fan vote. Agreed. But over 288,000 fan votes. Uh, oh, well, hopefully we'll see him back. Next so, year. Kyrie's stats, very quickly. Yep. 23 and a half points per game, five assists, five rebounds, one steal. Devin Booker, 26.4 points, five rebounds, eight assists, one steal. So Devin Booker has better stats. How many games? Let's say games yeah. played. Games played. Give me a second here for a second. While you do that, I'll go to number eight, De'Aaron Fox. So I've heard a lot of the boys calling this man pretty overrated mm-hmm. as of late. Devin Booker, 27 games. Kyrie, 21. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so right. two weeks different. Yeah. All right. They so, both shouldn't be in there. That's what we both agree yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're fine with that. Okay. Number nine, Clay Thompson. No. Rubbish. No. Yeah, absolute rubbish. Number 10, hugely deserving. Love this bloke. Austin Reeves. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's just, he's the young heart and soul of the Lakers squad. Yeah, off the bench. Which no. Is, if you're coming off the bench for your own side... And your side's, what, eighth in the conference? Mm. If that, I don't even think they're going that well at the moment. You're not going to make it. Again, it comes down to uh, Lakers franchise for what it is. Has been okay. He started the year shithouse Reeves, but he's never, yeah, ever no, going to be in, conting- going. in yeah, yeah, contention. Yeah. All right. I, I could sit here and argue, but I'm not going to. Let's go through the Eastern Conference. Now, these front court three that will end up being starters are genuine layups. We have Giannis and Titicumbo. With the most votes across all players, with 2 million, over 2 million. Uh, Joel Embiid and Jason Tatum are the three leading vote getters. And then it is Daylight by literally a million all the way through to Jimmy Butler in fourth. So I think those three are locked and deservingly so for your back, sorry, your front court players for the East. Finishing off the list goes Butler, Jalen Brown at Abayo, uh, Mikael Bridges from Book- Brooklyn, Pazingod. Carl Kuzma has somehow stuck in there. All those Laker fans are very faithful. He has had a good year, though, Kuzma. To be fair, they're going shit out the Wizards. Yeah. Another factor in that. And Paolo Benchero finishes off the list, and probably good for him to get a little bit of love considering that Orlando are going not too bad. Guards-wise, we have Tyrese Halliburton, who I think is the lock for the point guard spot uh, for the Eastern Conference. And then we have Damian Lillard, Trey Young, Donovan Mitchell, Tyrese Maxey, Jalen Brunson as probably the relevant three for that other starting spot. Uh, Voting-wise, not too different. Jalen Brunson's probably lacking a little bit there, but with a few weeks to go. Shocks me here. I know it's fan voting, but still rubbish. But I think who could actually realistically, deservingly, if you got to choose who would start alongside in the shooting guard spot, but you can pick two point guards. Brunson's all-star for me, 100%, hands down. He, the fact that he's not up higher on that list actually shocks me. Mm. He's been the catalyst. Him and Julius Randle have been the catalyst to get the Knicks to where they are for this point of the season. Uh, Julie, so. Jimmy Butler, still too high for me, I think. I don't think he's been as excellent this season. You've got to look at it, though. Adebayo's been a lot better than what I've given him credit for in the past. I've usually slandered Adebayo quite hard. Tyler Hero's had good games to get him across the line at times, and they've got a, a bunch of role players which can do that. But, uh, yeah, for me, Julie, uh, Jalen Brunson, I should say, uh, is a little bit of a snub at this stage, I reckon. Yeah, that's fair. I think that he should deservingly get the starting spot. I think he definitely will be an all-star. Um, I think Trey Young will be an all-star, and Lillard, uh, Maxi should definitely be an all-star. So it would be Lillard, Mitchell. Lillard, though, has he been that good? Yeah. I'm a big Damian Lillard man. 
He's just been ticking along, but maybe You're it's, right. maybe it's get, shadowed by Giannis. Or his own work in Portland. Yeah, and that's fair too. Harsh uh, critics here on the SC. Finishing off the list, we've got LaMelo Ball. That's a fan vote. Derek White, he's yep. actually been yep. I'm killing it lately. Absolutely on top of that. I think Derek White deserves it. Have you seen uh, JJ Reddick's take that he should be an all-star as well? They're basically just saying that stats don't mean everything. He's a two-way player, unbelievably. He can get you 25 points a game, but he does a lot of the work off the ball mm. as well. Yeah, but still in terms of stats, like he's been doing very well lately. Yeah, he's plus. Like, he's got the leading plus minus in the league. Yeah. And he's definitely deserving of the all spot. It'll be interesting to see who has the worst when it comes down to the fraud awards at the end of the show, which the Joker will be doing from wherever he is. And the last two, we've got DeRozan and Drew Holiday to finish off. So there's a few guards there that are going to have to squeeze into some spots. So that's just the starting of the all-star voting. So I think, as we've said, we've got a couple of weeks to go. The fan vote decides the starters. And then the committee, I believe, selects the reserves. And the injury reserves. So I think our next round of fan votes comes out in two days, two or three days. No, Kate Cunningham. Who? Kate Cunningham, the boy that broke the streak. One of the greatest players in the history of the NBA. Can NBL players (laughs) get fan votes? I don't think they took people from the Shanghai Sharks. But (laughs) let's let's actually uh, touch on that though. That the fact that the three. Maybe four teams is the worst we've seen in the NBA for a long, long period of time. Obviously, my Pistons, which we feel like we're speaking about every week, which they shouldn't get any light (laughs) on what they're talking about. Uh, The Spurs are going no good, Shed. Wizards are going no good. Hornets, no good. Um, Yeah, you you verse them and you go, could be a 40-point whacking or they might get close within a game. And that's that's real league pass stuff watching it on the NBA. Maybe we should do a poll. Who would you rather be? Out of, going yeah. into, out of those four teams. Out of those four teams. Like with the talent, not knowing the draft picks or, you know, cap space or anything like that, but just who would you rather be moving forward? Who is the closest? We always talk about that in AFL terms. Who's the closest to a championship? Yeah. Uh, it's a great point. We'll have to put it to the touchline later on. I've already got my answer. Spurs. <laughs> the San Antonio Web and Yamas. Uh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it is fair. I would probably say that they would be at this stage. The Wizards look like they're still in a temperamental phase where they could blow it up. Pistons, no depth, no good. And the Hornets, injury prone. Who with knows Malone. where they are. Yeah, who knows where they are. They're exciting to watch. Their commentators are exciting to watch. <laughs> but that's about it from there. So we'll go to a break now, and then we'll get into the other sports before an infamous votes and quiz this week. Well, because you lose it, you never win. Yeah! That is right, yeah. Because the NFL playoffs are around. Shannon Sharp, thanks for bringing that in. We'll probably get done for copyright on that. But that is more than fine. I'm going to go through it now. Some interesting teams made it in the end, obviously coming down to the week 18 results for the NFL. And the Packers shared, as you're wearing the hat, they made it. My Pac-Man, I never wrote them off. No, you didn't. If you don't listen to any other episodes, you'll never hear me do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, yeah, there was, a few, there was a bit of a sketchy time there where my belief dipped a little bit in the Pac-Man. But we're back and we go to Dallas, who we are definitely, definitely, definitely going to whoop their booties. It would be interesting if Dallas lose this one because about three weeks, four weeks ago, they were Super Bowl favorites, Dak Prescott, MVP conversations. It's just a little bit of a slippery slope here for the Dallas Cowboys, but I expect them to win this one. Um, I reckon it'd be around, you know, a 14-point margin. They should get it done, although I'd love to see the Packers ruin the, what do they call themselves? The, The American team. Uh-huh. America's team. Yeah, says it's fucking who? Cheeseheads, nice. Nice. Oh, come on. <laughs> no. Oh, Jesus. No, we've got nothing to lose. The love muscle is just going to go in there and pound down. Yeah. On- <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Give she's going to turn them over and go to work, baby. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm going to say it's a uh, 21 to 7 scoreline. I, uh, I think Dak gets it done. Uh, send those boys back home to Wisconsin. Crying. Didn't see that coming. He's jumping on a bandwagon there. <laughs> uh, and so, the Patriots, he's got next. No, Shed, uh, give us your predictions, please. I'm going to go the G-Men, the Green Bay Packers. 
uh, margin? Three. Three. Woo. Late field goal as time expires. Ooh. Get the crystal balls out. We'll see how that one goes. We're, we'll, we might as well stay in the NFC while we're at this uh, for the moment. The Detroit Lions versus the LA Rams. Huge talking point around the league. Obviously, Jared Goff previously being a player for the LA Rams moved across to the Detroit Lions. But who for other than Matt Stafford, who is now at the LA Rams. Stafford obviously seeing success with the Rams, winning a Super Bowl. The Lions haven't seen much success at all. And there was a stat out there earlier. I'm not sure. Bronson? I'm just bringing it up right now. I've got it on the top of me. They haven't won a playoff game since 92. 32 I believe in years. years. Yeah, haven't won a playoff game since 92 and haven't made the playoffs since 2015. It's giving me PTSD thinking about another team from another league. But... <laughs> uh, the Detroit Lions, they, they've got to win this one, don't they? At home against the Rams, who have been sketchy. I'm actually not sure how they've made it, like not keeping a very close eye on it, but they seem to have just scraped in there themselves. And the Lions probably, apart from a reporting issue, if you're into the NFL with a bit of an officiating slip-up against the Dallas Cowboys, they very well could have been the number one seed. So I would agree with you there, Detroit might get their first playoff win. I really hope it happens, even though they're in our division, but it's not going to be related to us. So you just hope for a good luck underdog story. You do. And for me, basically, go down to your local Asian cuisine joint and order the combination because Goff and St. Brown are the, one of the most underrated combinations in the NFL. They are that good to watch, and I think that they get it done. I reckon they win this one comfortably. What did you I'm call them s- off air? Beef and black bean? Something <laughs> <Yeah>. like that? <laughs> Oh, stop it. Uh, steak and cashew. <laughs> moving on from that one, I'm going to tip the Lions to win this by 28. Ooh, I reckon I like they're it. going to spank them out of this, really get some momentum up and build up the clash for the next game, which should be huge as well because the winner of that game will play, obviously, the Dallas Cowboys or the Packers. We move down, obviously, San Francisco, top seed. They get the buy this week. That's how the NFL works. Eagles versus the Bucks at the moment. Uh, neither team really in form. The Bucks had a little bit of form uh, with Baker Mayfield making a big return. It's great to see. But the Eagles, oh. mate, they started ten and one. If there's a team that you want to play right now, out of all the playoff teams, it's probably the Philadelphia Eagles. They are smelling it up right now. I think if you look back at their last six games, probably what are they like one and five? Possibly they are correct. So and they've lost to some really smelly teams along that line. So. I think Tampa Bay have a shot, but I don't know. I think Philly, Philly by three is my prediction. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Philadelphia by 27. <laughs> really? Where's your justification for that? I'm going for it. Jalen Hurts. Is that because you're in Philly right now? Cannot be disclosed. For me, anyway, in this game, I think the Eagles should get it done. Uh, they've had the form to do it. Like I said, the Bucks have dropped off from that little bit of a spurt that they had of a purple patch. So I expect Philly to get this one done by about 10 points. Right, yeah. A few big margins here to start. Do you want to kick us off with the AFC shit? We'll start off with the first game that will be showed. I think we've got Pittsburgh and Buffalo Bills there. Bills obviously getting a good win against Miami in Miami recently, but they are Katy Perry. They're a bit hot and cold as any team come. And they're running into Pittsburgh, though. Who do you see there? Look, for me, to be honest with you, Pittsburgh are lucky to make it. Mike Tomlin, though, never had a season under point five hundred, which is great to see. But stuff Cody, stuff the Steelers. The Bills get this one done, and they win this by seven. I'll probably – I'm going to follow you in there. I'd say I'll take them at seven as well. I think one of the biggest advantages is Buffalo. They have an outdoor stadium, and it is cold as cold can be there. But Pittsburgh also in a pretty cold state. And they also have an outdoor stadium, so that might nullify their home field. <laughs> really doubling oh, back on your point there. Oh, you mean? I'm that just saying just the, the home advantage might not be as big is what I'm trying to get at. Right. Whereas if they played Miami, who obviously hot down there, or a team that plays in an indoor stadium. Mm. Um, it's tr- I should be above this because I am uh, watching the NFL, but is Trubisky starting quarterback for the Steelers at the moment? Do you know off the top of your head? No, it's... Is it Kenny Pickett or is he injured? I've, Kenny Pickett's been out for a while. I thought this is bad podcasting. Let me look it up. Uh, but give, give me a prediction. prediction. I will say that the Steelers get this one done. I think the Buffalo Bills absolutely crap the bed and the Steelers pull this one off 17 to 13. Exactor. I don't Exactor. like it. Exactor. That is 
So they're going to have two touchdowns but miss a field goal. Mm. <laughs> That's interesting <laughs> mathematics. Or it could be a touchdown. And no, two they field could. Goals. Yeah, they could have just got two field goals at the start, then get the touchdown. All right, smartass. <laughs> porridge, porridge commentary here, boys. Let's move on to the next game. Whilst I look up that quarterback. All right, we have. This is a monster clash: Miami Dolphins versus the Kansas City Kansas Chiefs. City Chiefs. Tyreek returns to Arrowhead because last time they played in Germany. Did yeah. he not? Yeah, I think you're right. I do know that Patrick Mahomes has never had a home game away from uh, Arrowhead, as you, as you stated. But the Chiefs, they're just crawling across the line at the moment. Bronson, what is your prediction? Honestly, with this one, I'm liking the look of the Miami Dolphins. I've liked the look of them since the start of the season. Um, I'm going to have to follow through with that. Obviously, you go into the playoff picture following a loss to the Bills. Does that stop your momentum? Sometimes it does. Sometimes it might motivate you even more. I think Miami Dolphins take this one by, I'm going to say three points on this one. I'm going to say it's pretty close. Um, I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs. They just, when it turns to playoff times, they just flick the switch a little bit. They're in a little bit of that Philadelphia mold as well, where they're just not hitting their straps. The Miami Dolphins, I was hot on them till last week, and then they bloody couldn't fight their way out of a wet paper bag on defense. So um, I'll just take Kansas City by 14. Uh, the Dolphins have got a few injuries at the moment. None of the Chiefs players can actually catch the ball if you haven't seen a lot of the highlights from there. So you can understand why Patrick Mahomes is a bit frustrated. Um, just with the injuries and the way that the Dolphins are playing, I'm going to take the Chiefs to win this by three with no real confidence. And back to our further point earlier, it is not Kenny Pickett. It is not Trubisky. It is Mason Rudolph. So we were way off on that one. So my apologies out there to the listeners. We, we're usually on top of that one. But we'll move on to the last game for the team that will be versing the Baltimore Ravens, who are the number one seed. And this game is probably the stinkiest of the lot. <laughs> Cleveland Browns versus the Houston Texans. Although it could be exciting. I'm not too sure. Shed? Um, it's two teams that at the start of the year probably wouldn't have been picked to get there. Um, Joe Flacco has come out of the woods. Bit of that old Tom Brady coming out of retirement type thing. Obviously not to that scale. Uh, for Cleveland, but he's dragged them into the playoffs. And Houston Texans, after being one win away, one loss away, I should say, in week 18 last year from the number one pick and having one of the worst records ever, have fought their way into the playoffs behind CJ Stroud. Uh, I'll go Houston, I think, because it's a, in Houston. <laughs> nice. I'm going to take the Browns in this one. for A bit of a feel-good story. I'm going to take the Browns to win this by seven. I'm going to follow suit there, and I'm going to go with the Browns as well. I feel like they get it done. Like you said, Joe Flacco is pretty, uh, pretty electric at the moment. So let's see if he can take it to the next step. 38 years old and still getting it done, which we'd love to He's see. 38. I'm going to say that they win this game by 10. Three. Three. Yeah. Close one. I actually think it will be a very entertaining game. You get into playoff picture, it's different. It is a very different story to your regulation games. This is going to be an exciting one. I actually think it will be one to watch. Good to hear. We might as well briefly touch on, as we like to do here at the touchline, and shed test cricket at the moment. We spoke about Dave Warner finishing up his test career. I'm not too sure. From my perspective for the ODIs and T20s, he's never really been that big of a T20 player. Uh, but ODIs, is he still available? Uh, I, th- I believe he announced his retirement from the ODI as well. So I think he's only going to be jumping on the T20 circuit. He may be available for the Sydney Thunder soon. Obviously, he hasn't been able to play a lot of those. because of- I've already started um, with advertisements, like putting his face back on, back on yeah. for the team. So. so I think he's just literally going to jump on the T20 circuit probably go around there for two years before pulling up stumps completely. But it also leaves a bit of a gap in the top of the test batting order, which has obviously been a very hot topic in the media lately. Uh, We've had Bancroft, Renshaw, or Marcus Harris as our blokes from the Shield who could possibly take the spot. Or then there's the thought of Smith going from four up to opening because he's not really hitting his straps at four, so he might as well, if you want to keep him in the side, does he reinvent himself late in his career? Um, I'm not about that one because I think he's a little bit old to try and reinvent something. You might as well try and get something out of it before we get into India and England at home in the next two home series. And then there's Cam Green, who is the golden boy, and they're just trying their best to try and find a spot for him. If Mish Marsh wasn't playing so well, that'd be his spot. I don't know. Who do, 
Like I'm I'm very intrigued because I don't actually know where they're going to go with it. Cut out the Steve Smith option. It seems to be a It's getting lot a little traction though. Yeah, but at the same time I feel like it's being voted against a mm. lot. Like people are really starting to push against it, which I don't know, when you you think back and you know the name Steve Smith, like a lot of you know, a lot behind him. But like you said, you know, do you teach new tricks to an old dog? Is it gonna happen or are we looking to the future? Do you stop holding on to these boys and you start bringing in the new ones? Talk about Cam Green. Obviously, like a lot of excitement around his name and people, you know, really starting to enjoy his cricket. But like you said, where do you find that spot for him and what does he need to do to actually solidify himself in that squad? Mm. Speaking of people on banned lists uh, throughout the journey, Cam Bancroft deserves his chance to get back into the team. Obviously, being dominant in the shield, I think that the most reliable option to do so, maybe the safe option for a lot of people's thoughts. But for me, I think he comes back into the side. Interesting to see where they go with it, Shet. I think he's averaging 12 more than Renshaw and Harris in the shield in the last couple of seasons. So he's averaging 50 and the others are averaging around like 38. So if you use that as a bit of a measuring stick, I think Renshaw and Harris are probably not the right ones for the job, but yet obviously Renshaw has a little bit of age on his side. I just think we just have to get Green into the side, whether that's head comes up to four, Smith goes to the top and he comes in at five, um, something like that. But I don't, I don't think Green opening the batting is going to be the right option because you can't just throw him to the wolves like that. So especially if you're bowling a few overs and then having to strap the pads on, that might be difficult to do. It will be. We have spent a lot of time talking about sports in this episode, so we might hold the AFL one off until next week and gain a little bit of momentum from there. Of course, it's only the first episode for the new season. You're just uh, going to tease the fans a little bit like that. Yeah, oh, exactly. Right. Right. Give them a little tease. As a North just... supporter, I can definitely wait. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a marketing genius, gentlemen. But uh, we might as well get into the votes uh, in a second here. And before Bronson pulls up the votes from last year, the votes are going to be rewarded from last year. So we have, we've had the winners and winning on 12 votes last year, which isn't a lot, but you've got to think about it, there's a lot of bloody sports out there in the mm-hmm. world. We do 3-2-1, was the Australian cricket team. So yeah. that's why that segue comes in. So congratulations to the boys. Obviously, they'll be having a big one tonight. Uh, I'll let them know about it and we'll try and obviously get them a merch pack or something along the way for there. Probably deservingly so, I would have thought. Yeah, they will. Um, and the next one, I don't even really need, we think we need to talk about it. Uh, it went down to a social media vote for the SC faithful out there, um, and it was the Essendon Football Club. But yeah, that's they came of the fraud. They, they, they <laughs> yes, Shed, just they were the fraud. That's interesting how you can be fraudulent doing exactly what everyone expected you to do. But <laughs> interesting, we'll have to probably make a bit of a selection criteria, maybe possibly this year. So then. It doesn't happen again. Yes, it is true, considering that they didn't finish last. But typical, <laughs> just goes to show that uh, I'm the only Essendon supporter on this group, and that's why that is. So the SC faithful will be involved a lot more again this year. Uh, we'll be loving to hear your votes. And if you if, if you think someone was robbed of a vote per week or for the year, feel free to let us know. Send it in on the touchline. There's a couple of close ones throughout there as well. We had Max Verstappen. Nearly won it. Um, and on the other side, we also had Caroline Wilson and the Chelsea Football Club nearly win it from the fraud side. So it was a very even process. Hotly That's, contested. It went down to a three-way tie for the fraud. So like you said, we might have a little bit of a rejig next year, um, but we'll go from there. Bronson? All right, let's get into the MVP award. So we're going to start number one. So CJ Shroud. Talk to us about that one, Shed. Shroud, number one. Uh, sorry, not the first quarterback taken in the draft. There were a lot of debate over him, and he's come in, and obviously, as we just mentioned in the NFL segment there, he's taken a team who was nearly the worst team in the NFL last year to a playoff berth, which is nearly unheard of. So Half a dozen weeks ago, he was in MVP uh, contention as well. Dropped off a little bit in form, but definitely deserving of a vote for yeah, his performance. Definitely deserving of that one. Moving on. So two MVP votes. We have Amir Jamar. Absolutely played a fantastic test series. Probably should have been man of the match for Pakistan. Calm down, Jamal. Don't pull out the nine. <laughs> uh, he, he made. I took a six fart at the M's. No, sorry, at the SCG and made an eighty to get their team back in the contest. Which I think we're all pretty 
happy with the level of cricket that was played in the Pakistan series. We didn't have high hopes for it, but they've really delivered, and it wasn't even their superstars that, that brought them out. So Amir Jamal, he was playing great cricket here in Australia a couple of years ago, and now he's got himself on the honour boards at the SCG, so deserving of the two votes there. It's good to see a Pakistan cricketer like from the, the cricket side getting into the MVP votes because last time I remember, Pakistan cricket curator... He cops it a lot in the fraud. Yeah, so he nearly won it the year prior <laughs> and also last year as well. I think it stemmed across. The so. man can't catch a break, so it was a good thing they got to come over here and, um, yeah, the Aussies got to put on a good test series for us. Number three, so three votes for this week. We have the Michigan Wolverines, who actually just earned these votes about an hour ago. <laughs> yes. So they've done very well. They just won the national championship, taking it from Washington Huskies. Uh, undefeated season, absolute superstar stat line like that. Um, it's hard to look past anyone else for the three Absolutely. votes. It's hard to think how anyone would have placed a bet against them. Um, yeah, yes. it would have been very stupid and silly to uh, <laughs> to bet on Washington, but good thing none of us did. Hey, Shed. This, <laughs> this is my podcast. Do not disrespect me. But uh, <laughs> moving on to the Fraud Awards now. Everyone loves these awards. Uh, right. If Essendon gets a vote here, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> I'll tell you. They just earn one every week, yeah. just default. Here we go. One fraud vote to start off 2024. The Phoenix Suns. Now, I'm going to hand this over to you, Jack, because you seem very opinionated on this. I am very opinionated on this. Uh, they're currently eighth. In the West at the moment, 19 and 17 records. So you'd think of that and you go, that's not too bad. But they've brought in, of course, Bradley Beal, who's played about all of 26 seconds for the season. Porridge selection, especially in fantasy, bad luck thorny on that one. Devin Booker, like we said, played 27 games, missed a couple along the way. Even Kevin Durant's missed a few games. Yes, his stats have been good. He's going 50, 40, and 90 on shooting, which is if he stays at that pace, mm. not a lot of people have done that. The elite club. In the elite club, like you said, Shed. But for me, it's the rest of the team. Discombobulated, as we've used a couple of times on this. You'll see Grayson Allen drop 35 and then he'll drop three. Uh, Nurkic, supposed to be the pick of the draft. Gun. Gun. Uh, then you've got Eubanks starting. It's just uh, it's a bit of a shit show at the moment in the Suns. Hopefully, like the Clippers did, that they can turn around. thing is they've got time on their side. It's not even halfway through the season, but little clip for the Suns there, and I think it's deservingly so. I'll get them going. Yeah, good way to start off 2024. Phoenix Suns, how are ya? Okay, two votes. <laughs> South Africa cricket team, Shed, talk they, to us. Well, they have a home series against India. They win the first one, which is great to see, and then they just go out and for 55 in their first innings in the second test, and they've lost on day early on day two. I think it was this, the least amount of balls bowled in a test match to produce a result in the history of cricket. And it was like 600 and something balls. Yuck. Yikes. Like, so it's like, what is that, 100 overs. And yeah. you bowl 90 overs in a day usually. Uh, I think day one had 23 wickets and about 200 runs. And one, there's an amazing stat that a, a guy for South Africa debuted and he was out twice on day one of the first test. <laughs> so, and it's the second time it's happened ever. So what's going, what's going on with South Africa, just quickly, we won't touch on it for too long, touch on, as we do, but they used to be a powerhouse and it just doesn't seem they've been there. They've been on the fraud award as well over the years. Yeah, they are, they're having a bit of a dip. I think their best team, that's, it's a monetary issue over there. It's a little bit like the West Indies. Is this um, with the IPL? Uh, sort of, but South Africa cricket board, they don't pay like, say, what Australia and England and India do. Um, so money is sort of changing the game. So we're going to have to probably stick stick your ear to the floor a little bit with Test cricket because it may be something that needs investment from those big three countries if those other countries, that next tier, your Sri Lankas, your South Africas, your West Indies, Pakistan, are going to keep up to the level of Australia and things like that. So ease to the crease would have been a better one there, Shed, but that's fine. We'll move on to Bronson. There we go. South Africa, two votes grow up. Three <laughs> votes. Big one here. I think we all agree on this. Jordan Poole. Yeah. Now, yeah, he's left. He's left the Warriors. Obviously, um, coming from a championship squad, but I think it showed very quickly that this man was a product of the environment he was around. Sure, he played well at the Warriors, but he was never that guy. And now, having to try and be that guy at the Wizards, it's shown that he just he isn't. 
we have a stat that he has the lowest plus minus this season at minus 342. That's pretty yeah, that's that pretty. is That is yuck. So for everyone out there, your plus minus is time on the court, what the score is when you're playing on the court. So a lot of people look at it for one game, and I can understand for one game it could just be, hey, you could come on for five minutes and it's not your fault that another bloke's shooting threes. But if you're seeing this over a season, mm. it works. It's yeah. on you, dog. But uh, I think he might turn around. So if anyone in my fantasy league wants to trade for him, I'm willing to hear offers. <laughs> You'll also get Jar Morant. That's so. right. So you get Jar and Jordan Poole. It is great. Tell you what, two years ago, I would have just snapped that up real quick. <laughs> Not now, boys. Excellently done, BG. Back onto the votes um, and we'll go from there. But Brittany Griner. It's time for... <laughs> Back from Russia, or am Speaking I still there? Speaking of people that may be in some different locations. <laughs> yes, anyway, leave Brendan Goddard out of this. Let's get into the infamous quiz, boys. Are we ready? Sir. Bum, bum, bum. So for everyone who's just joined us for 2024, the rules are as followed. Name's your buzzer. A point is less. A point is worth a point unless stated otherwise. And the last question is a who am I to really bring it home, and it's a 50-point who am I. Whoa. Just to bring Bronson back into it. All right, D, question one. Which two teams have the best record in the EPL across the last five games? Bronson. Going to go Liverpool. Bum, bum. The last five games will be Aston Villa. Bum, bum. Oh, all right. Go on. Who is it then? Uh, one more guess each. Um, all right. We'll go quick, Bronson. Uh, can I go? <laughs> yeah. yeah. West Ham. Bum, bum. Oh, absolute poo here. Um, quick, say something. Put me on the spot. Ah, Name Le- a team. Leeds United. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> all right. They were Tottenham. Oh, and really? Bournemouth as oh, well. Bournemouth the best? Cherries. Best, best results of the last five yeah, games. Right. Good on the cherries. Right. There we go. Cherry up, tings. All right, question number two. Which two AFL teams kick off the opening round? Round zero. Ched, is it GWS and Collingwood? Bow, bow. Bronson, is it Hawthorne and Collingwood? Bow, bow. Are you meaning round zero? Yeah. Um, Sydney? Yes. Yes. Host Carlton. Incorrect. Sydney host Richmond. Incorrect. Sydney host Melbourne. No points awarded. My apologies. Fair enough. That's the way that it was. It's a tough one. Yeah, no, that was a good one though because that's um, that's Grundy finally getting to go uh, one-on-one with Melbourne. That's good. Yeah, interesting to say that one. Question three. No points awarded yet as per usual. These blokes stink. (laughs) All right. Question three. Who had the worst record in the NFL? Bonus for exact record for this season. Bronson. Bronson just got you. Uh, it was the Carolina Panthers. Correct. And their record was for an extra point? Two and 16. Incorrect. Yeah. Two and 15. Correct. Point each. Point each. It was a bye week. Uh, bye week. <laughs> yeah, great math. But no, that's fair. You did well to get that one. One point each. We're starting to build back up again. This one's a doozy, boys. Who is atop of the A-League ladder? Bronson. <laughs> Melbourne City. Incorrect. It's the Melbourne Victory. Correct. It is. Yes. It is. 2-1. I couldn't believe it when I seen it. Yuck. Could not believe yes. it. 2-1. Question. Don't, don't even need ethnicity, ethnicity to answer that. <laughs> Question number five. This episode has been a lot about lists. Hmm. Who's on it? Now we're really. <laughs> Who's not on it? Give us the names. Wow. Who did Aaron Rodgers call for being on this Bronson. naughty list? Jimmy Kimmel. Correct. It is Jimmy Kimmel. I didn't even realize we started the question. It's not a, not my oh. issue, Shed. <laughs> Two apiece. I don't want to get into that question any more than I have to. Question number six. Name three Australian tennis players. Shed. Currently. They have to be playing. Current, active players on the ATP tour, oh, mate. God. I actually don't know. No. I don't know one. <laughs> You've got... Jordan Thompson. Correct. Tomasi Kokonakis. Yeah. And Nick Kyrgios. Correct. There we go. Well, Kyrgios doesn't play. He's on He's the active roster. Oh, God. Could have used that one. God, you didn't even get one, let alone three. So settle down. <laughs> and is that 4 2, I believe? I've got one point. He's got three. Yeah. Th- yeah. I've got two. 
Yeah, four two. I was correct. Yeah, shouldn't listen to these folks. I don't even know who plays tennis for their own country when the Australian Open. I don't even know what country corner. I'm in. Yes, yeah, correct. Question for Shed from Bronson, which is question number seven. What is the highest individual t- score in Test cricket? Bonus for who? The highest individual score in Test cricket is Brian Lara. Correct. And he scored 420? Incorrect. It was 400, 400 not, not out. out. Yeah. Nice, yeah, which right. we like to see. All right, the question for you from Shed is, who holds the highest transfer value in the world according to transfermarket.com? In, this is in soccer. Is it Kylian Mbappe? Incorrect. I'll give you another guess. <laughs> Highest transfer value. Which is weird because it's just it's a guessing game. It's a stat that I like to look at. <laughs> Fair. Might be completely off, but I'm going to go Jude Bellingham. Correct. God damn it. Correct. <laughs> Which we like to see. The score is at 180 five million euros. Yeah, yeah right. Crazy coin. Bit like your, power, uh, your salary at SC, mate. Uh, <laughs> on to question number nine now. Who has the most NCAA national championships in football? Bonus for how many? Should Alabama? Incorrect. They were second. Oh, Bronson. Um, oh, who's the other one? Is it Auburn? Incorrect. They were fifth. Can I go again? Is it Ohio State? Incorrect. They weren't on the top five, so they're not mm. sure where they are. Um, NCAA. Oh. I'm thinking of it now. It's a really tough one. Is it? Uh, I got no idea. I'm just going to chuck out LSU. No, incorrect. What colors are they were? Just answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is it Boston College? No, it's not. It is Yale, and they have yeah, right. 18. Oh, All right, question 10 at this point in time. It's 5-3 Bronson's way. To start the question off, though, for the Who Am I, it's a 10-point question if you get this right. So when he can take it all here. Born on October 13th, 1977 in America. Shed. Is it Tom Brady? Incorrect. <laughs> Do I have to guess now? Or? Yeah, well, you might as well. It's a free hit. Um, they would have to be, what's that, 50, nearly 50 years old. Um, 45, but yeah. Yeah, nearly. Um, 46. Rafael sorry. Nadal? Incorrect. He was not born in America. Oh, so I didn't even <laughs> is see he 45, that. though? No. How old is he? How old is he? He's 37, 38. That's, that's so old. No. It would be, but it was not correct. Uh, Five-point question. I played in the NBA. It's more of a statement. So, about so an NBA player born on October 13th, 1977, in America, not Spain, <laughs> played in the NBA. I missed that. Uh, I'll go... Are they alive? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Tracy McGrady. Incorrect. Nice guess, though. Shaquille O'Neal. Incorrect. Four points. I was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2021, and I am an NBA champion. Is it Dwayne Wade? Incorrect. Nice guess, though. Is it Tim Duncan? Incorrect. Born, wasn't born in America. Really? Where was yeah. he born? The islands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Moving on from that list yet again. Uh <laughs> Three points. Please I played, don't ever look at me like that again. <laughs> I was particularly known for playing in the Eastern Conference for a particular team, and that team I was a cha- where, where I was a champion. Is it Kevin Garnett? Incorrect. I don't know. Did did 76ers ever win a championship? Is it Allen Iverson? No, it's not Allen Iverson. No, they didn't win a chip. Two-point question now. You need to tie this up for it. I played for four NBA teams. The main one being the Celtics. Oh, is it Paul Pierce? It is Paul oh, Pierce. Super quiz. Fuck, I don't have a question. <laughs> Make one up. All right, quick. So, Bronson, where are you? <laughs> oh, wouldn't you like to <laughs> Send in your guesses. Where is Bronson? you get a stubby holder if you get it right. And where will he be next week? We don't know. It is a Soviet country. <laughs> there's a, there's Definitely a guess. on the Eastern Bloc, behind the Iron Curtain. <laughs> All righty. 2023 Toyota AFL Premiership season. We've spoken about this team a lot today. Where did Essendon finish on the ladder last season? Bronson. Three, two, 13th. Incorrect. 14th. 
Incorrect, Bronson. <laughs> <laughs> this is dreadful. They dropped down, was it 12th? Incorrect. Fuck. 10th. 10th. Incorrect, boys. 11th. Correct. Oh, Let's go. This is grim. This is so porridge. grim. Well, my question Honestly, is, who cares fabulous. about where Essendon ended up? We knew that they didn't make finals. And I'd block the season out of my mind. Anyway, thanks for joining us back on again here, boys. The quiz was actually really good. I like that If you're still here, you're a devoted listener. No, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, We do appreciate it. Uh, This episode's a little bit of a makeshift one, as we said. Been traveling the last 10 or 11 days, so it's good to get an episode under the belt. But going forward, we're going to have a few more exciting things and a few more uh, interaction things with the SC faithful. So appreciate everyone from 2023 and prior to that, that has helped out the pod. Um, and if you're new, thanks for joining on and listening to this episode. Yep. Thank the sponsors, Bronson's Island Charter Flights. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Trump <you>. Towers. <laughs> Taking you to an unknown location daily. Yeah, which we love. So uh, thanks for coming back on, Bronson. It's good to have you back on, mate. Thank you very much. Good to be back. Shed, uh, as a pretty much a co-host now, it's been fantastic to have you back. Mm, thank you very much. And uh, we'll be back next week. Hey, Liam.